Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. This show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode. An experimental weapon with experimental ammunition. You could call it that. That's an experiment. There will be no foolish wand-waving or silly incantations in this class. No man knocks me out of my own house. you want but don't kill or rape me don't give over will you i couldn't rape you if i wanted to angels are ill-equipped see i'm as anatomically impaired as a kendall now make yourself useful give me that towel will you well 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 mr quigley good of you to drop in again Nothing clever to say. Why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Uh, oh, oh. We, we were just... You want to be careful. People will think you... up to something. We must be strong. We can't allow an outlaw to make fools of us. And I can't allow a lieutenant to fail me. Well, at least I didn't use a spoon. (laughs) It's good steel. You bottom feeders and your arrogance, you think everybody's just trying to get in your knickers. What are you? I'm pissed off is what I am. Do you go around drenching everybody that comes into your room with flame-retardant chemicals? No wonder you're single. against me, possibly. Yes. I'm the half-blood prince. 
You got me. Still the cowboy. Mr. McLean, Americans all alike. Well, this time John Wayne does not walk off into the sunset with Grace Kelly. It's Gary Cooper, asshole. Enough jokes. You made a pretty good cowboy yourself, Hans. <laughs> Welcome back to The Sip List. Uh, this is the podcast where we drink wine or, you know, whatever, and count down our top five favorites of all the things. And tonight, there's just two of us for once, which hasn't happened in a while. No complaints, but you get just... Actually, that's not true because the last episode was just two people. I am smoking crack. I've been doing too many podcasts lately. Um, Chris is here. What's up, Chris? Uh uh, I'm not sure which podcast I'm on at this point either. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm yeah. the only other guy here. So hi, how's everybody going? Yeah, Doing, it's, it's, yeah. Talk, I, don't I know. know. I I've been. I mean, you know, this one an evening at the movies, and then I've been guesting on some other shows, and I'm like, it's really fun, but I'm like, I can't. I'm I'm confused. Clearly, it, not that it takes much. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yes, it's just us. Um, I wanted to let you know, I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but also for the other people, in case you didn't see it on Facebook or Twitter, if you tried to listen to our film score episode and couldn't hear it, I apologize. Something crazy happened with the audio, but I have fixed it and the new improved version is ready to be listened to. So in case you guys couldn't hear it. Um, I mean, I know it got plays, but George said he couldn't even listen to it. Like he turned his radio all the way up and still couldn't hear it. So. Which reminds me, I, I failed all of us on, on an honorable mention for that one. Oh, really? Why? Uh, Princess Bride by Mark Knopfler. Knopfler. The, <laughs> the guy from Dire Straits. There we go. Yes. That was actually on my long list, too. And I didn't even mention it when we were talking. But yeah, beautiful score. Uh, all the feels. It was Anytime mainly just Mark strumming on his guitar. So, you know, I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah, it was really, really good. Well, tonight we are finally doing our Alan Rickman episode. It's been like several months coming. Um, yeah, I, I did this list whenever we were going to do it before. And then, I don't know, shit happens, I guess. So we yeah, we've been waiting it. on this one since uh, since early December. Yeah. That's when I sent myself my list. We're uh, we're not so great at scheduling sometimes. No, no. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah. And then, too, it just kind of fell through the cracks when other you know, quote unquote, more important episodes needed to be done. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, it's never a bad day to pay tribute to the great Alan Rickman. 
Rest in peace, sir. I can't believe he died in 2016. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. It really doesn't. And it, like, yeah, I, it's been a full six years. I thought it was like 2019. Like, I'm not going to lie. I Googled it just to be sure. And I was like, oh, shit, I was way off. <laughs> yeah, it does not seem like it's been that long. And then uh, today we heard that we lost Gilbert Gottfried. RIP to him as well. And celebrity deaths, they just keep taking and taking, I'm telling you. I'm glad, I mean, well, never mind, I'm not going to say that. R.I.P. We still have Scott Bayo. Where's the (laughs) fucking justice in this world? Right? (laughs) Uh, No apologies to any Scott Bayo fan listening, by the way. Could could you, like, take Donald Trump and give us back Betty White? Right, right. Could, I, I mean, that's a mean thing to say, but God. Always the good ones, damn it. Or or take but, one of the Kardashians. There's plenty of them. Take Kanye. I don't fucking care. Right? <laughs> I mean, there's um, like 17 Baldwins. Have one of them. Right? Yeah. I mean, if Billy's still alive, you know. Although I think Alex's the oldest and the angriest, so maybe go for him. I don't know. I feel like Alec Baldwin still has some good stuff left in him, so I don't wanna I don't wanna empty that watering hole yet. But maybe not. Not after this whole shooting business. Who knows? Yeah, that's... He's going to end up opening up his pocketbook, but I don't think he's going to be going to jail. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think... I saw a lot of people commenting, like, why would you ever point a loaded gun at somebody? He didn't know it was loaded, and it's not his job to know if it's loaded. It's his job to go on set, pick up the prop, and do what the script says to do with it. Right. And apparently he was ad-libbing. Uh, and, he, and he pulled the gun when he wasn't supposed to, but at the same time, the person that handed him the weapon told him it was cold, which is the the right Hollywood parlance for it ain't loading. Right. Um. And Alan, uh, probably Alec Baldwin is not a he's not a gun owner. He's not an experienced shooter. Um. Right. He's not responsible, for, or I don't think he's had it drilled into him. Uh. About the way you treat a firearm. Um. So I don't think he was being negligent, uh, but I still think that he helped contribute to those, those poor people's injury and that poor uh, young woman's death. Yeah. Um, I, I think he has to shoulder some of the blame, right? I don't think it's criminal. Uh, I think it's civil. And I think he probably does. I mean, he the few things I've seen now, of course, his orchestrated camera on camera full on interview didn't sound very... It was very, you know, PR written, but absolutely everything was approved by his publicist and lawyer. Right. He seems like the few, like just random clips I've seen where people approach him on the street that he's pretty broken up about it. I mean, how could you not be? I think I think Alec Baldwin's a dick, but I don't think he's like he's not a murderer. Like right, exactly. Um, and and like I said, I, I think he's civilly culpable culpable god i can't even talk today <laughs> I, I, I think he's partly responsible right because he was on the chain of events that led to the shooting uh but i don't think he with what we know currently uh right, right. committed any criminal act no so yeah we'll see how how that plays out um well, what are you drinking on this lovely uh, tuesday uh, I, I, I am continuing through my, because I don't, I don't drink a whole lot, I'm continuing through my, my lovely 12-pack of Sonic Hard Seltzers, and we're doing a cherry limeade tonight. Nice. That's the best one. 
It really is. I I like the ocean water, but I think it's a better mixer. It's it's a little too, and I don't usually say this. It's a little too coconutty for me by itself. Um, but but I have mixed it with other things, and it's pretty good. So, but yeah, that cherry limeade is awesome by itself. And then there's like a mango strawberry or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, those are good. Um, I am drinking, I opened one of our fancier, and by fancy, I mean it cost $20, not $5. (laughs) Uh, Fancier bottles. It's a decoy, which is, um, I don't know if anybody, if you know about Duckhorn wines, Duckhorn is fairly expensive. We went to their brewery in California and it's amazing. Um, But decoy is like a like an offshoot of them. Like it's not as expensive. It's like a, I, I, it's owned by them, I guess. I don't know how to describe it, but anyway, decoy is fairly cheap. You can get it at the store for like 20 or 30 bucks. And I am having a Pinot Noir, Pinot Noir, Pinot Noir. I just wanted to sing that song. Sorry. I'm I have done. no idea what the hell you just said. I didn't, I didn't think you would. It. For people that know, it's from the show Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Ah, okay. I will send you the video. You don't have to know anything about it to enjoy the ridiculousness that is this song. So I'll remember to do that when we're done. Um, but yeah, this it, it, the song is called Pinot Noir, and it's not about wine. So, oh, my. So let's do some sip libs before we get to our list and i just went ahead and picked a a harry potter one because we know that's going to come up tonight um there's another one that we could have done but i i want to save that as a pick that in case nobody thinks of it so we're going to do harry potter harry potter and the chamber of secrets are you ready let's do it okay and I may say some of the words wrong because, again, I've only seen one Harry Potter movie. So we'll see how it goes. All you right. read the books, right? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I need to. I know. But now I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to go back and do that now. Like, I don't know. I might. It's just not my, like, I think it's cool and I think it's entertaining. But the thought of reading all of those books, I don't feel like it would be enjoyable enough for me to do it i don't know i could be completely wrong well hold on so 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 you've i'm gonna get a little personal here you Mm -hmm. you, you've you've tossed the taco to vampire porn fanfics (laughs) you know what i'm talking about you and your 50 shades of whatever the hell it is that doesn't 50 shades of gray has nothing to do with vampires oh bullshit that's it started off as a twilight fanfic Okay, well, I did not know that, and it that's not what, no. Um, Christian Grey, yeah, sure, all day long, I'll admit to that. And again, it's not, I don't, I don't know, it's just a big undertaking, and it's not at the top of my list of things to do, okay? I, I realize commitment's scary, but uh, the, the movies are, are close enough to the books to, to you know, be enjoyable. Chamber of already... Secrets uh, requires a nap at times. Right. And that's that's the conversation we just had. And I told George that and I was like, OK, well, maybe I need to go back, power through Chamber of Secrets to get to the next one because I fell asleep during Chamber of Secrets. But right now we can rewrite it and make it enjoyable. So <laughs> let's do this then. OK. All right. Give me a noun. Penis. 
Nice. No, no war. Famous person. Should I say Alan Rickman? Or is it going to be... Let's just do it. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah sure. Mythical creature. Clitoris. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm on my second glass of wine. Um, unicorn. Okay. Off to find the mythical clitoris. Okay, a noun. Let's say... I'm going to do a proper noun. Nakatomi Plaza. Ah, ah. <laughs> we know that's going to come up too. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. A verb. Screw. Okay. Verb ending in ed. Let's say fucked. Why not? Okay, famous person. Oh God. Um. Abe Lincoln. Okay. Did you say hey Blinken? No, I said what? yeah, actually. <laughs> what movie Love is that, that movie. from? Uh, not Robin uh, Hood Rebel and Tights. Hood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, give me a second. <laughs> hey Blinken. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Uh, verb ending in ED. Let's say pillaged. Now, oh, adjective, we know what that's going to be. Okay, plural <laughs> noun. <laughs> uh, vaginas. Nice. Famous person. Carrot top. <laughs> okay, an occupation. Hooker. Sex worker. <laughs> okay. Escort. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, are no, they alive no. or dead? Because when they're dead, they're just hookers. Okay. Uh, adjective. Let's say British. Okay. Adverb. Uh, throbbing. Mm. No, it uh, ends in L-Y. Oh. Like, quickly, slowly. Angrily. Okay. Angrily. Type of material. Mm. Rubber. Okay, occupation. Uh, pimp. And adjective crusty. All right, here we go. Let's see if we can improve the Chamber of Secrets. In his second term at Hogwarts School of Penis and Wizard Wizardry, <laughs> Harry Potter, Alan Rickman, in quote in uh that that's who's playing Harry Potter. Okay is warned by a unicorn named Dobby that Nakatomi Plaza will screwed when he returns to Hogwarts. So, so we'll be screwed. Okay. Besides the fact that he is still fucked by Professor Snape, a Lincoln, <laughs> and pillaged by, is it Draco? 
Yep. Draco Malfoy, Tom Felton. Harry goes off. Harry gets off to a certifiably fuckable start with his two best vaginas, Ron Weasley and it's Hermione, right? Yep. Hermione Granger. Okay. Carrot top. <laughs> oh, I picked a redhead. How funny. She's a redhead. I so right? will believe yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Also, famous hooker Gilderoy Lockhart, <clears throat> Brenna, okay, has joined the Hogwarts staff and is the new defense against the British arts teacher. But now Hogwarts students are angrily being turned into rubber. Oh. But who is the one doing it? Malfoy, Pimp Hagrid, or even Harry? But what if it's Lord Voldemort trying to make his crusty return? Hmm. Okay. That was mundane. Not so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, so boring. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I guess it goes along with the movie then. Not being We're really exciting. To- Hard to pick this one up because uh, this episode is dragging. So I know we're not, we're not funny. We're not funny tonight. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a Tuesday. What do you expect from me? It's it is Monday the second. Absolutely, exactly. Uh, and it's been a it's been a year of Mondays at work as of late. So I, I definitely understand. Yeah, and today's been a weird day for me anyway. But you know what? We're going to give people some movies to watch and some reasons to watch them if they haven't already. Because Alan Rickman's a fucking man. Okay, so. How many do you think we're going to have in common? I'm going to go with three and a half. And here's why I'm saying half, because you're like, what the fuck? I think one of your top five is going to be one of my honorable mentions. So I'm going to give that a half. Okay. I think two, maybe three, but for sure two. So... We're going to find out. All right, you go first. Start us off. Number five. Number five uh, from, oh, I got to look at the year. Uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, wow, 2005. I thought it was older than that. Uh, 2005, uh, the great British comedy, uh, or based on a book by a British guy. Anyway, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, his his portrayal of Marvin, which I know there's going to be somebody listening to this who's going to comment, well, he's way different in the book. I know. I don't care. But a, a fully depressive, oh, woe is me, we're all fucked in the ass robot cracks me <laughs> the hell up. Yes. I, that just, was on my long list, but not my top five. Uh, just the way he carried himself throughout that movie, it just, okay, we're all going to die. It, it, it just... <laughs> It was a great comic foil to everything else going on, all the ridiculousness already going on in the movie. And it's kind of perfect Alan Rickman, like, how he can just be kind of like, oh, okay, you know, like in some of his, his parts, he's just like, ugh. <laughs> right? No one quite did disappointed parent like Alan Rickman. <laughs> he does a good disappointed uh or angry a lot of stuff. Uh, somebody recommended a couple of years before he died that he recommend that he record uh, directions to be used in the GPS unit. Oh, and I would have fucking bought that. I would have too. That'd be amazing. Be like, oh, turn here. Your turn was back there. <laughs> Make a U-turn. 
Again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, no, that didn't make my top five, but it was on my list. I've only seen that like once. And I know I enjoyed it, but it just wasn't like in the top compared to like the ones that I have that I've, you know, watched over and over. Um, so most of these movies I've seen at least five times if and more. So, okay. Well, I am confident you're going to have my number five. And if you don't, I'm going to be really disappointed in you. Uh-oh. It is from 1999, Galaxy Quest. That is my number two. Okay, good. I knew you would have Galaxy Quest. So I was like, you have to. That movie is so amazing. It, it's just so funny. And, you know, of course, he's good. And I mean, I think it's a kind of, it's a plot that we've seen play out in other movies, like, you know, Three Amigos, and then this one, and then whatever's that, Tropic Thunder, where people think they're going to, they think they're going to work, but really they're messed up in something that's real. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I really liked it and I liked his uh, his character. Um, everybody in that movie was really good. It was a stellar cast, but such a great movie. Uh, so I thought I was in trouble for only having this movie as, as number two because this is my lovely wife's uh, favorite movie of all time. Oh, is it? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's really fucking pissed at you for having it five. Well, um, in my defense... It's only because it, of everything on my list, it's the movie I've seen the least amount of times. That's fair. And That's fair. We actually flew to Houston a few years ago to do an audience participation <gasps> night, uh, watching it at a uh, Alamo, whatever the hell it is, movie house. Alamo Draft House. Yep. Yeah. It's my favorite it was place. Freaking awesome. Um, so, 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 let me tell you why I love this movie. Please. Um, so. Uh, as I've mentioned multiple, multiple times on both your show and, and, and evening at the movies, I, I'm a massive sci-fi fan right. uh, and, and a, a lover of, of almost all things Star Trek. Um, and my father referred to Galaxy Quest as the best Star Trek movie ever. <laughs> because not only does it make fun of itself, um, but it makes fun of a lot of the shenanigans that went on with the original Star Trek. Right. And I mean, it makes it's Spaceballs, but for Star Trek. Right. Well, it's not even that. It's it, it's it's both a love letter and a send off of of the fandom, and, and of the actors. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, you, you can say that it's kind of like Three Amigos and it's kind of like Tropic Thunder. Um, I mean, it's different, but you know. I mean, I, I, I can I can see some similarities there, but this this is actual, honest to god sci fi, packaged up in some beautiful parody and some, some beautiful on target purposeful overacting uh, and somewhere somewhere there is an R-rated cut of this movie. There Ooh. is stuff that, that didn't make it in. There's a, there's a sex scene somewhere um, <laughs> when they're going through the, the, they're getting navigated through the ship by the kids that are back on earth. If you watch the Lee Weaver's lips, what she says is fuck that. What you hear <laughs> is screw that because they had to take the F out to get it down to PG-13. Um, oh, gotcha. So, so this is actually a beautiful movie and they were working on an Amazon series. Uh, I heard that right too. Before Rickman died and when he died, everybody else is like, Alan's not going to be here. We don't want to do it. Yeah. 
Um, I would have totally watched that. <laughs> so I, I have seen that movie countless times, and not just because of Cassandra. Um, but it's it's hilarious. It's well done, and it's a, a beautiful send off of uh, both the way some Star Trek and sci fi fans period get, and, and the way some of the actors have been known to carry themselves uh, yeah. at conventions. Go for the eyes, like in episode twenty two. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> this just cracks me up, which I know that's not his line, but um, what, what do you want? What is its motivation? It's a rock buster. It doesn't have any motivation. Every series about the craft. Like we found this on the alien planet. We don't know what it does either. <laughs> right, and, and so so funny. Yeah, uh, so it, it's it's a love letter both to Star Trek and making fun of Star Trek uh, and a lot of other fifties uh, and sixties sci-fi. So yeah. if you're a fan of those, I think you appreciate the movie more, which is yeah, why it, I have it. It's hilarious higher. and full of adventure. And it, it's really not that it has any less place in my heart, except that it's just, if it's on, I'll watch it, but it's not like one of my go-tos. And then the other movies on my list, I've seen way more times and just are like have have a special place in my heart so fair all right well what's your number four uh this one i'm pretty sure is on your list uh and they're gonna shock some people and i know when casey listens to this she's gonna message both of us and be like dude seriously please Uh, tell me it's what i think it is because i said you weren't gonna have it uh love actually (gasps) whoa okay that's not what i thought you were going with and you really are shocking me um (laughs) Uh, spoiler alert, that's also, also oh, sorry, my go number ahead. four. Sorry. Nice. So I, I hate chick I hate rom-coms. I despise most Christmas movies for all sorts <laughs> of personal reasons we're not going into. Um, this movie it has this amazing ensemble cast. And, oh, and I yeah. know Rickman's part isn't huge, but it's, it's majorly important because he and his ex-wife are the main intersection of the whole damn movie. Right, that's well, why the characters really the huh? They're not exes in the movie. He's still married. They're married at the end, aren't they? I they don't really say. She kisses him and says, "It's good to have you home." So, which is why I th- anyway. So I whatever, I they, know, whatever their relationship is, um, they're married. But it, when he tries the, to do his assistant. <laughs> yeah, it's the intersection of of everything. How everybody ties together in the movie. So while it's not a right. huge role, it's an important role, and. He plays something not like his normal roles that he none of his villain roles and none of his mm-hmm. his other roles. He just plays a normal everyday guy and he fucking rocks it. Yeah. And and his comedy is yeah, I mean, it's a British comedy, so I think that's probably part of the reason you like it. I think British humor just hits different. Oh um, god, Bill Nye in that movie. Oh yeah, man. Oh my god. <laughs> fucking love Bill Nye in that movie. Listen to your Uncle Bill. Don't buy drugs. Become a rock star and they'll give them to you for free. Right? <laughs> Best line of the whole fucking movie. It really is. It's my favorite. <laughs> um but yeah, his character is like he's I mean, he's kind of a dick because of of him buying this necklace for his assistant. But he's actually a nice guy. And so it's like, come on, man, don't do that. Come on. And and you want to forgive him pretty quickly because he's he's just like a cool guy. Like he seems like a good dad and he's funny and he seems like a good boss. Like, you know. Um, so I really hate that that he does that, but I'm glad that he doesn't take it any further because that would have really, really bummed me out. Um, I saw this meme around Christmas time and 
it it said if you watch um if you watch love actually and then die hard back to back you'll see alan rickman pay for what he did to his wife and love actually at the end of die hard <laughs> i was like yes and, and two of my favorite christmas movies right there yeah exactly and yes die hard is a christmas movie if you don't agree with us get the fuck off my show <laughs> great great or allow us to convince you that it is because you're wrong there you go right or or just understand that you know you're going to be wrong in your wrongness and yeah. and that's not okay but that's uh, a life choice that you've made right um, right uh, you um, have chosen to be a horrible sad lonely miserable person um <laughs> and and we can't always help with that exactly all right. Well, that's awesome. We so we're two for two, and we have that one in the same spot. I'm a, I'm really impressed. You had love, actually. I did not see that coming. Okay, what's your number three? Uh, we agreed to do the ahead of time, everybody. So this is not cheating. Uh, yeah. The, the Harry Potter movies. Okay. Um, Snape is is the one of the main characters throughout, and he does the disappointed parent thing. Uh, and he plays it really close to the way Snape is in the books. Um, and, and just some of the low-key ways he does things is hilarious. So he's both the comic foil and, and a, an important dramatic piece uh, throughout uh, the series. It becomes more important as things go along. Um, and he's and like a double agent almost, right? Absolutely. Absolutely he was, yeah. Yeah. Again, um, I haven't finished the series, but from what I understand, yeah. And he's this is kind of most people are going to recognize him from two roles, and it's kind of a yeah, kind of a generational thing, right? You're yeah. going to recognize him as Hans Gruber or as Professor Snape, right. um, and I'm okay with either one of those. Um, yeah. yeah. But really, this is his quintessential role uh, that's not Hans Gruber. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of the things he's most known for. And I mean, yeah, he he rocked it. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, I did not include Harry Potter because I knew that you would. And I, while I concur that it's an epic role that he's played, it's not one of my personal favorites just because I haven't seen all the movies. So I think it's amazing, but, you know, it's not movies that I'm just turning on just to turn on. I'm going to get through them, though. I swear. I swear. I promise. Well, okay. Um, so my number three is the one I was talking about that I, I was certain that you're not going to have, and I'm still pretty certain you're not going to have it. It is, and this is not cheating either, because I know that this got talked about in our group chat, but I already have this list done. 2007. Uh, Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street, and he's Judge Turpin. You're completely correct. I do not have that on my list. Okay. Have you seen it? I have. I okay. have. Um, I know you're not a big musical guy, so that's kind of why I thought you... Well, and that's you the know. weird thing, is, I, is I'm not, not a musical guy, and, I, and I'm kind of a Sondheim guy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just... That particular musical had been hyped by so many people that I knew for so long oh. that by the time I finally got to see it on screen, um, it didn't meet the hype, and it felt like just another Johnny Depp, Tim Burton movie. Yeah, I mean, I personally think the the live musical 
is a little better just because it's not so Tim Burton heavy, but I still like it. You know, I mean, I like Tim Burton movies too. The Broadway show is different though than than the movie in some ways, like with that kind of um um oh crap. Never mind. I can't think of the word I was trying to say. Um, I should probably give it a rewatch. Um I, I didn't hate it. Right. Yeah. But it was just that manufactured, quirky, whimsical, dark thing that Tim Burton does with fucking everything. Yeah. Just didn't fit the movie to me. The movie's dark enough on its own. You don't need to try to produce stuff or manufacture. I mean, that stuff. is what the story is. Well, I, mean, I, 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 I understand. But you don't have to make the sets and the clothing and the, we get it bad shit's going on he's a murderer they're <laughs> eating people it's soylent green we get it <laughs> oh meat pies well mm. i chose it because you know again i like it i like musicals um i like this one who knew that alan rickman could sing and pretty decently and i i love the song that he sings with johnny depp the pretty a pretty women song and he mm-hmm. just starts going however he's he it's like he's saying it in his own voice he's barely he's not like really singing it and it's like he's singing and then he's just like da-dum, 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 while, he, while he's shaving him i don't know it cracks me up um and yeah i just you know it's a good role of him i think it's fitting for him as a as an actor, like as a character that he would play. So it's not like not typical, but I still enjoyed it. Sure. So, okay. We know what your number two is. Um, right. It was. Yep. It was Galaxy Galaxy Quest. Quest. Okay. Well then uh, let's go ahead and talk about my number two and your number one. I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, Die Hard. Wait, your number one. Wait, you don't have that as number one. I do not, and I don't get mad at me. I have my reasons. Okay, okay, okay. But um, that means you left my number one off your list, and I'm really disappointed. But we'll find out. Before, I, I think I know what it is, and uh, yeah, I can see it. Um, all right, well, let's talk about Die Hard. Right, right. I mean. I mean, first of all, it is not Christmas in my house until Hans Gruber falls off Nakatomi Plaza. It's just not a complete holiday until that happens. I have a t-shirt that says that, and I've been known to work at Christmas parties. I want the t-shirt that says that. I need to, I need to get it. Um, how fucking amazing is Hans Gruber? Like, obviously he's evil, and right. you don't want to root for him, but, you know, Alan Rickman just played that, like... And his his um, chemistry with Bruce Willis, like I just thought, was so so awesome. Oh, absolutely! And it's just so smooth, and except for a couple of moments in the movie, never gets flustered. Right, he's very suave. Like when that douchey guy comes into talking, like Hans, baby, and he's like, he said, "Did I miss that on sixty minutes or something like that?" Like, I just or yeah, when he's giving the list of prisoners, and he's like. I read about it on Forbes. Yeah. Or yeah, was it Forbes? I can't remember. I think, well, I think it was whatever it was. But yeah, he's like, I just heard yeah. of this guy's name somewhere else. I thought I'd throw it in. Yeah, that, that douchebag guy coming in there trying to schmooze him. And it's just like, 
Ellis. Yeah, there we go. That's his name. Yeah. I mean, oh, Hans. Booby. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's just, he's such a great villain. Like, yeah. he's, he's the smartest guy in the room. Like, I would even say he's smarter than John McClane, but he's not as street savvy. And that's right. where he kind of meets his demise. I thought he met his demise on the street. <laughs> yeah, he definitely uh, got smashed into the pavement. Um, sorry, I can't. I can't make puns like you. I'm not good at dad jokes. But yeah, uh, and epic Christmas movie. Yes, it's a Christmas movie. Faux show. Yeah, yeah I, um, I love that movie. It's just yeah, it never gets old. It's aged really well. The The acting is really good. Uh, it's got a shit ton of actors, you know, if you've seen enough movies. Yeah. Um, Carl and, Winslow. <laughs> right? And yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, and it's got a, a lot of great lines. You know, come on to the coast, have a few laughs. Yeah. 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 And um, I love when he's talking to the wife and he's like, She's coming in there asking for stuff, and he's like, "Who put you in charge?" She's like, "You did when you killed my boss." <laughs> well, that and, and what's his name comes in just destroying shit and finds his brother's body. Like John's still alive. Well, how do you know? Because only he could piss off somebody that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, I will forever love Die Hard. I figured that would be your number one, and it was almost my number one, but. Can I can I guess your number one? Yeah, what, you should it. know what it is. I'm sure. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That is correct. It's on my honorable mention list. Um, okay. Uh, it's just uh, it's not that I hate the movie, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, I prefer Robin Hoods who can do it in an English accent. Yeah, I know. But this isn't about Robin Hood. It's about Sheriff of Nottingham. And he is just, he's so just gross and like creepy. But also he has like these great one-liners. You know, I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. He's like, why a spoon? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. And then when he kills that guy, he's like, well, at least I didn't use a spoon. (laughs) But I don't know. I just and I when that movie came out, I saw it like three times in the theater. I loved that Brian Adams song. I loved the whole score. And it just it was a movie I kind of fell in love with in my teen years. So it just has a special place in my heart. Um, It's actually really the first movie I remember him in because I had seen Die Hard as a kid, but I didn't really come to appreciate it until I was an adult. So I kind of knew who he was, but like this was the movie that really made me like him as an actor, and and I just love the story. So I'm with you on the whole. Kevin Costner doesn't have a British accent, but also he's so hot. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah, but he can't act if it's not a sports movie. I don't agree with that. The Bodyguard. Hello. Haven't seen it. Oh my god. Well, well. You actually might like it. It is a little like dramatic, but it's it's suspenseful. I mean, it's about a celebrity with a stalker that's trying to kill her. I mean, and it I mean it's you know, I don't know. I'm not sure if you would like it or not. I'm I'm kind Although, of 
I, I do laugh at an entire generation of people uh, thinking uh, that I will always love you is from that movie. Oh, that's yeah, that for one thing. Yeah, no, that's Dolly Parton song, people. Um, no, the thing that I laugh at about it is that that became like the most popular wedding song forever. And I'm like, you guys, who, does somebody want to tell them it's a breakup song? <laughs> like, well, not to- even that, but it's from a movie about a whorehouse. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, even if you don't think about that, I'm like, don't dance to I Will Always Love You as your first dance at your wedding. It's a breakup song. Like, what are you people doing? Well, I but, mean, 50% of weddings, I'm just saying. Yeah, or marriages, that's you know, true. Or, that's true. But there's a hedge in there, but they're getting ahead of, the, ahead of the curve. Well, let's cheers that we are both on the right side of the 50% because that's like one out of two people. And there's two people right here. <laughs> well, I'm on my second try. So I'm, I'm literally at the oh, 50% okay. mark. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, George is on his team, so I think we're done. Yeah. Oh, right. well, I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. You're the one who said it. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Damn, look at us. Three in common. I think that's the most we've ever had in common. Yeah. Uh, like you said, I, I was I picked a little high, but not by a whole lot. No, um, not really. I mean, I, I, I was impressed you had Love Actually. I, I, I hedged my bet. I thought you were going to have the Harry Potters when you and I agreed early uh, yeah. to lump them into one. I, I didn't realize that you had no culture and hadn't seen them. Um, I thought about including it just for the fact that I know it's an epic role of his. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was my number five, but I replaced it with Galaxy Quest because I can say that I love the movie Galaxy Quest. I can't say that I love the Harry Potter movies because I haven't seen them all. That's fair. That's so, fair. You know. Uh, and then I, I almost expected you to have my one honorable mention I have left to be okay. in your top five. And what's that? Uh, quickly down under. I thought about it and it is on my long list. Cause I do love that movie. It's so good. And you and know, he is I such didn't... a right bastard piece of shit in that movie. Yeah. And I grew up watching that movie too, but I didn't realize that that was him until later on either because I was so young when I saw it, mm-hmm. but yeah, and, and I was more focused on Tom Selleck. But yeah, I'm with you on that. I thought about it. And that was pretty much my whole list. I think I had the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And then I think that's pretty much all I had. Um, I didn't make a whole long list. I just kind of wrote down the ones that, you know, I mean, immediately I had Die Hard, Robin Hood, and Love Actually. Mm-hmm. Like it within 10 seconds and then it didn't take long to get the others. So I was like, okay, I'll stop there. I know I love those movies. Now I kind of want to go watch galaxy quest. I might do that when we get done. <laughs> I yeah, haven't seen it forever. When, when you rewatch it, understanding that it's, it's both a send up and a love letter to, to the generation of sci-fi and the way some fans act at conventions. Right. Um, I mean, at one point, Leonard Nimoy published a book called I Am Not Spock because he was tired of people calling him that. Right. Uh, well, and then later on, when he, when he re-embraced the role, he published a new book called I Am Spock. I Am Spock. <laughs> well, um, and I, I like that the the a lot of people that were on Star Trek embraced this movie and, and really liked it instead of being like, oh, that's not how it is or that's stupid or whatever. Like, they really liked it and was like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Frakes, who played, I'm going to get this backwards, but I swear this is right. Jonathan Frakes, who played Riker on Star Trek Next Generation, uh, called up 
um, Patrick Stewart, who played Captain Picard, yeah. and said, you've got to go watch this movie. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hopefully everybody has seen all or most of these movies, but if you haven't, definitely go watch them. Alan Rickman was a genius. I loved him. Was excuse me, one of my favorite actors. And again, some of these are some of my favorite movies. I think that you should maybe give Sweeney Todd another chance. Yeah, I probably should. I also think you should watch The Bodyguard. And I have made it my mission to get through the Harry Potter movies in the next couple of months. So I will do that. I swear it's not hate. It's not like I'm like, oh, Harry Potter is stupid. It's just not, it's not that interesting to me. So stuff gets put in front of it. I mean, when I watched the first movie, I was like, yeah, this is cool. I'm into it. And then the second one, I fell asleep. So I was like, well, but I was also tired and blah, blah, blah. So it's daunting to realize, oh God, I've got to watch seven more movies. Right. Um, I I think, you know, the way I watched them. When I watched them initially, which was, you know, basically one a year, year and a half, whatever it was. Right. It wasn't so bad. Uh, and then when uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2 was coming out, uh, the Harkins in Bricktown did this this awesome promotion um, to watch all eight movies. Yeah. It was 45 bucks ahead. They came up with a bunch of craft. You got preferred seating for the double showing of uh, Deathly Hallows 1 and 2 on, on Thursday night. Uh, and they did two movies a night, so it wasn't bad. Yeah, I guess uh, that's not too bad, but they're still like three hour long movies. Uh, they're not at the beginning, they're an hour and a half, two hours each because so, they're, they're okay. like the books. The books get thicker as you go in longer right. into the series because J.K. Rowling, uh, we're not gonna get onto that subject yeah. of, of her, uh, wrote the books to be more mature as basically as her audience aged reading them, right? Uh, so they got a little more intense and a little little more drawn out and a little thicker really in the books yeah um i will say we went to um so we went to alamo draft house this past saturday uh mm-hmm. george got me tickets to a selena movie party i was very excited um but while we were there we did see the trailer for the prequel mm-hmm. the, the harry potter prequel and it looked really good it looked really interesting so i was like so should i not tell you that's a part three it is yeah a part three of what prequels yeah oh, that's the third movie me. in that series all yeah. right no i'm done i can't you know what george watched every single marvel movie in chronological order before the last avengers movie if he can do that i can get through the harry potter movies so i will do it that'll be my goal for 2022 <laughs> that's that's some commitment right there. I get through all the, I mean, I, I, I love the Marvel movies, and I've seen most of them at least twice. Uh, but watching them in chronological order, uh, back to back to back to back to back, at infinitum ad nauseum. Um, yeah, it's just a level of commitment that uh, no. I mean, it took him some time, but took him a took him a few weeks. But a, a friend of ours did like a. 26 hour marathon or something at a local oh, theater fuck. here yeah yeah um yeah fuck that shit i think the longest i have ever sat down to like binge or marathon anything was prison break season two of prison break came out and we were like oh that looks good so we went and rented season one and we binged the entire season in two days 
Um, and that was maybe like 10 to 12 episodes, I think. Well, but it's, it's different binging stuff at the house because you can pause it whenever the hell you well, want. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the bathroom and, and, you know, do other things while you're watching it. Uh, binging like that in a theater? No, no, thank you. Uh, God, no. No. That does not sound enjoyable to me at all. In the least. No. All right. Well, this will uh, air before our Clue episode on an evening at the movies. So everybody stay tuned for that. We got together with Casey and reviewed Clue. Um, That'll be coming out on April 19th, which is Tim Curry's birthday. So uh, that'll be coming up. And then I have tomorrow... Gene and I are recording top five movie husbands in honor of Husband Appreciation Day, which is this Saturday. So you guys are welcome. Try not to hate on the men too much. We're going to give them their own episode. Isn't that sweet? Top five movie husbands. Yeah. Uh, Rick Moranis and Honey, I Shrunk is out. Like all of them, he's out. <laughs> Why? Oh, because yeah, because he he's always fucking yeah. shrinking somebody. Yeah. The kids themselves the dog the planet i have all of mine and they're all pretty they're a lot of them are probably gonna be from movies you haven't seen because they're all like well one of them might be if i mean i have on my long list clark griswold i can't decide if he makes the top five or not i'm still thinking but yeah you know the tv husbands was actually i was thinking would be a little easier for me when i started thinking about it um I think Phil Dunphy would probably be my number one. Love that guy. I don't know who that is. Uh, Modern Family. Oh, okay. I watched like the first season and lost track of it and tried to get back to it. And that show moved so quick that after like two seasons, not watching it, I had no idea what the fuck was yeah. going on. I think after like season four, maybe we stopped watching it. Um, not for any reason other than just... I don't even really know why, but the seasons I watched, I really enjoyed. I mean, it's a great, it's a great ensemble. And, you know, like if, if I was going to talk about husbands, TV husbands, I'd take Phil, Mitch and Cam. They're all great. Jay's all right. I still think of him as Al Bundy. So it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. He'll always be uh, yeah. Al Bundy. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Have a good night. Thanks for being here. And everybody stay tuned for everything else coming up. And then, um, yeah, hope the rest of your week is enjoyable. And when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. Where's my button? I do this every time. There we go.